everybody. And thank you for listening to the Makers of Minnesota, where we talk to cool people doing cool things. I'm Stephanie Hansen, and I'm your host for the program. And we are on season three, which has been very exciting to relaunch, find a whole new slew of makers to talk to. I think we've had like 160 some episodes. So if you are listening and you've just discovered us, make sure and go back because even though some of the episodes are up to three years old, there are some really great learnings to be had if you are a food maker in particular. I can think of some of the people that I've talked to recently that are working on trying to find co-packers for their products. And we've really had people give some great insight on that. I'm thinking of taking stock foods in particular and also humble nut butter, just talking about what that process is like. Also, I just think that there's a lot to be learned from some of these products that started out maybe in the farmer's market world. And now you see them three years later and they're in lots of grocery stores, products like finding people that started out in a smaller venue and now are in grocery stores all throughout the state of Minnesota like North Mallow S'mores. They've got a really good story, so you can follow them. So in my personal journey, I have been someone that's always been interested in the maker community. I started working on producing event markets and really leaned into the culinary side with the Stone Arch Festival Culinary Market. Also program a market in Bayfront Park in Duluth called Art in Bayfront Park, and I do the culinary side there. And then this fall, we took on uh, Seavers Fall Festivals, and we have some folks out there today. It's a little snowy this morning, so I'm like, ah, I hope it turns out to be a little bit nicer, but I'm seeing blue sky, so that's good. If you have any interest in finding out more about the markets that I produce or working with me just individually, I've helped brands through social media, through PR, and that is my day job and how I get paid. So if you are feeling like you just aren't getting to social media in the way that you need to, I'd love to have the opportunity to talk with you. I think people think social media is really expensive, that there's no way they could afford to have someone. But I have packages that are as low as $500 and as high as $1,500. And that can include everything from you know acting like your brand ambassador and helping you 24 hours a day when people are asking you questions about social and, you know, how they can get your products, I basically respond like you would respond. So if that's something you're interested in, reach out to me at shansen, H-A-N-S-E-N, marketing at gmail.com. I'm terrible about doing commercials for myself. And I vowed that in season three with COVID, everyone could use a little bump and I'm going to be better about doing that. So that's the personal commercial and on to the program. I'm here today with Sandra and Chris from Up North Longhorn Smokers. They reached out to me and I was, you know, people reach out and I like try and find their story. And your guys' story was so personal. And Sandra, your note that you wrote me was so sweet that of course I wanted to talk to you and help you figure out how to turn this business into something that can be a family business for you. Uh, welcome to the program. And can you talk a little bit about the email you sent me and give the insight to the listeners about what you guys are doing? You bet. We have been in Minnesota this time for four years. We have a son that just turned 18 and he is on the autism spectrum. And we were kind of starting to panic a little bit about what his future would look like. So back in January, my husband, Chris, say hello, Chris. Hello. <laughs> hello, Chris. Um, he smokes a lot of meat, smokes a lot of spices, that kind of things. And we've always given him away as gifts. And, and we decided that it would be a great business to start a smoked salt company. So we built a smokehouse 
and started smoking different salts. We smoke, we've changed different flavors. Now we have up to 12 different varieties, but our hope was to, as Austin finishes school and as he gets more vocational training, he can move into a role in our company where if it may be putting on stickers on you know, the labels on the bottles or measuring different things, just something that he could have an occupation for his future. So that was our goal in starting this. And it's been a lot of fun. I have to say, I have never talked to any makers that have started a company from such a personal place. And, you know, I have a lot of makers that have kids that have disabilities of varying degrees and that you were seeing this as a long-term plan for how your son could be employed, how he could be a contributor, because obviously everybody wants their kids to be able to contribute because it's important for them for their self-esteem and just who they are as individuals. I really am admiring your forethought and thinking about it in that way, but it's kind of a different way to think about starting a company. Mm-hmm. It is, and it really was Sandra's idea. Um, you know, when 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 we give these as, as gifts, or you know, hey, try this. People often say, hey, you want to sell this? You want to sell this? And and my position always was, well, I teach school. My wife teaches school, and we're like, and my position has always been, I've got a job. I don't need another job. Mm-hmm. And then one time, uh, it, this was again over the holiday break, and uh, got lots of great feedback and. Uh, you ought to sell this. And, and I said, I've got a job. I don't need another job. And then Sandra turned to me and said, well, what about Austin? And what about a job for Austin? And that instant, it really kind of clicked that she's absolutely right. Uh, that because we we do everything in-house, we do everything ourselves, it is a, a process-heavy uh, procedure, a process-heavy uh way that we go about doing this and that actually gives opportunities for for Austin and hopefully in the future kids like Austin to to have a job and participate in in in, in an employment types type setting and situation. So that's exactly uh why we started this. And you guys are located are you in Minnetonka? Mm-hmm. We are. And tell me about building a smoker, like <laughs> just in your backyard, like hey neighbors, well, I'm gonna start building this smoky thing you you can tell from the accent that i am not originally from up here did a lot of uh smoking competitions in texas it's always just always been a hobby and and when we decided to do this i've always wanted to build smoke houses and we were like let's go for it let's see if this works and you know, got got a great set of plans, and we've already built a couple of smokehouses, and now are uh, building a third, fabricating a third smokehouse from a commercial smoker. And so, yeah, it's honestly just as simple as that. It's it's finding a a smoke source and and going from there. And don't worry, city of Minnetonka, it's cold smoking, so there's yeah. no fire hazards <laughs> <Yeah>. anywhere. <laughs> I was going to ask, how big is a smokehouse? Well, you know, our neighbors joke around with us because it kind of looks like a wooden outhouse. It's about that size. Mm-hmm. It's about um, as big as a, about as big as a coat closet, mm-hmm. um, and so we have two of them now, and uh, we can we can smoke probably about twenty cups of salt per uh, per cycle. Uh, so yeah, if you look at it, it does look like one of those shows from the uh, from the off gridders in Alaska kind of the outhouse looking um, 
thing. And, and so, of course, the, the commercial smoker that I'm fabricating now is exactly the same size. So they're, they look like small, like a coat closet in an older home. And, and what was it about salt? Like, why did you decide to make that be your product? <laughs> That's a, a couple of reasons why. The first time I'd ever seen smoked salt, I was in a kitchen and gift shop in Northfield. And, uh, and I saw this, this smoked salt and at being someone who is, tries to smoke every single thing, every single type of food or whatever. I'm like, Oh, that's a great idea. Bought some. And I didn't like it. It, it. It's, I opened it up and it smelled like an ashtray. And I was like, Whoa, I can do this so much better. I've got a lot of experience with that. And, uh, that really is, is, is what started it. The other reason, kind of funny-wise, is we, we always give away smoked products for Christmas to our parents and cousins and all of that. And I do a lot of bacon and Canadian bacon and things like that. And that gets pretty expensive. So we thought, well, let's try, you know, we tried the salt one time. It was terrible. Let's see if the, the, the other, let's see if we can do this and use this as a gift idea. Oh my gosh, everyone just, uh, just loved it. And that's really how it took off. And, and salt is a lot less expensive than pork. Than the pork <laughs> belly, it certainly is. So I am a cook, and so I've used some smoked salts, but you say you have 12 varieties. Can you just mm-hmm. give me, like, let's say four or five, just so that I can get a sense of, like, when would you use these, or why would you need 12 smoked salts if you were just in a regular <laughs> no kitchen? Probably our four best sellers, I'll start with those, is just our basic hickory smoked salt, and that's our base for, it's in all the others. We also have a perfect blend, which is peppercorn, smoked peppercorns, smoked garlic, minced garlic, and minced onions, as well as smoked salt. It's just kind of that classic spog yes. that, that, you know, is a foundation for a lot of seasoning with a lot of cooks with the, with the smoke flavor. I'll go through kind of some of the flavors and then I'll defer to the cook for um, <laughs> what you would use them for. And then we have like a jalapeno smoked salt and that has jalapeno. It's also the, just the um, regular, a regular hickory with jalapeno flakes and then garlic smoked salt. And so really... I use these as finishing salts. Uh, we've had some people that have ordered from us and like to use them as a base for a dry rub or a dry marinade. I think it kind of loses a little bit of the smokiness when, when you do that. I think it's much better and it captures the, the, the entire flavor profile when you use it as, as a finishing salt. I, I'll tell you a couple of my favorite ways to use them. Uh, the Spog, the Perfect Blend is really, you would use it just like you would use a, a traditional salt, pepper, onion, garlic on, on say a burger or a steak. And it adds that that want that that additional profile of smoke. It goes really. I mean, it, it really is the reason why we named it Perfect Blend is because it's perfect on everything. Our daughter loves it on grilled asparagus or grilled or, or fresh green bean. It, it goes great on potatoes. It really is just a, an all-purpose type uh, type of blend. When you get into a smoked salt like a, a jalapeno, most of the feedback we get, people love it on eggs. I was and thinking Bloody Marys. Uh, well, mm-hmm, and absolutely. well, the sriracha one oh, is. Yes, we have that. We one have too. a we sriracha one, that. but I personally like the, the jalapeno smoked salt. I love doing hash, like a hash. Uh, I like doing a, a chicken uh, hash, and so 
that's what I like using using it on. It really you you just the way I look at it, it's a, it's a jalapeno flavor in this instance, and a and a salt flavor and a smoke flavor. Whatever you would use that combination on in your traditional traditional cooking or traditional use with food, it just pairs it pairs well with it, and it just gives it this slight little unique uniqueness of a, of a smoky flavor and certainly not over smoked. I don't like things that are over smoked. And I've, uh, early in when I started doing smoking and smoked foods and all that, uh, you know, we, you always thought more is better, more is better. And that's certainly not true when it comes to smoke. I think that's uh, true when it comes to smoking anything. Like mm-hmm. some people just smoke the heck out of something and yep. mm-hmm. you end up just tasting, I guess, smoke. It's hard. It masks the flavor sometimes of the food. Definitely so. And, well, and Let me, yeah. um, you were also asking about some of the other varieties. What we started doing a couple of months into it is we were, would have a salt of the month. And so we don't actually have those on our website available all the time. So we did kind of played around with some kind of unusual ones. We did a smoked, uh, a salted caramel, which you would put, it was, you know, just, it, it was, it's actually delicious, but you could put that on desserts of any sort. Yeah. Um, we did one in September cookies. for, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We did a caramel apple. We did, uh, we're from Texas. So, um, close to New Mexico and hatch chilies are a big deal there. So Yum. we did a hatch chili one as well. So what we're going to do next month as the holidays get closer is we're going to open all of the salts up, all the 12 that we've had so far for our holiday purchasing. So even though they haven't been on the website the whole time. uh, Oh, and we actually also did a salt-free perfect blend because a lot of people we were talking to were saying that we love it, but we don't need so much salt. And so we did the the same perfect Mm -hmm. blend, but it's just without the salt. So how, what size do you sell these in? And are they in like, can you buy a gift pack or have you thought about ways to package them for holidays? <laughs> well, our, our, the, the main ones we sell right now are in grinders. And, oh, cute. Uh, yeah. so depending upon, uh, you know, the, the density and the volume. So three and a half ounces typically is, is what we can get into a grinder unless it's, you know, we're using ingredients, obviously, that are lighter, but anywhere from two and a half to three and a half ounces in a grinder, whatever it takes to fill it up. You've obviously got the product down in terms of what, how you want it to taste and what do you want it to mm-hmm. feel and look like. Where do you go now? Because this is a thing, a lot of people have these great ideas and then they make something and, you know, just because you make it does not mean the clients will come, right? You get your mm-hmm. website going, you've got to drive traffic, you have to do social mm-hmm. or you have to... Are you thinking about getting into stores? Like, what's your next yeah. we, like? We actually are in several stores so far. Now, of course, like I said, we started this in January where the bottom fell out of the world sure. shortly after. So we are in five stores in Minnesota and two stores in Texas and one in Arkansas. And what stores that, in Minnesota? They are Northern Fire Barbecue. That's in Minnetonka and then the general store in Minnetonka as oh, well. Oh, I love that store. I know. It's great. And then there's a store that um, has a similar story to our son that's called Sam and Friends in Waconia. And we're in there as well. And then the Mac and Tunes Meat and Deli sure. in St. Bonificius. And then we just started in a, in a little general store in Longville, which I don't even know where that is. But I do. Um, <laughs> we just started. We just I don't, he probably doesn't even have them ready to go yet because we just sold him some as well. Mm-hmm. So those are the ones in Minnesota. And, and kind of direction, uh, honestly, that was just Sandra going out and, and, and beating the bush, uh, if you will. 
to, to line that up. Our, our direction right now is kind of two, two main initiatives we're doing. One, as a, as a teacher at Wyzetta, at Wyzetta High School, I was lucky enough to, to be able to network with a program they have there called the Compass Program. And it's like your business, business honors program for junior and senior students. And they teach business all the way from the graphic design and marketing, social media, sales. And so they are using, starting this this semester, they will often, you know, team with and partner with some different small companies and, and whatnot. And they chose ours as one of their projects. So they are starting right now with, you know, graphic design and, and using our company as an authentic project to develop a catalog, an online catalog, a paper catalog, going to uh, try to start, a, or not try, but start a social media campaign as part of their educational process, uh, uh, all kinds of deliverables that they've promised. And I love it because it, in teaching, it's tough to find authenticity when it comes to educational opportunities. And so this one really, really fit in well. The other thing, we, we, we actually met, met with them yesterday, uh, a, a distributor, and started talking with a distributor. And it's a distributor, not, not a large-scale large distributor, but a smaller distributor that kind of deals more with the, the co-ops and, and the small artisanal butchers, the smaller grocery stores. And talking about if if it made sense for us at this point, create a create a deal or a relationship with him to put us uh, put us in more stores or get our product out there. Yeah, yeah. there's um double take salsa. Bernie Dolan and his wife. If you want to listen to that podcast, yeah, mm-hmm. I thought they did a good job of describing the distributor relationship. Yep, uh-huh. kind of what that looks like. Because that is a decision. You're lucky, Sandra, that you've got some sales skills, but a lot of people don't. So, you know, calling on people and going and getting them samples and particularly with COVID and how locked down everybody's been, it's been, it's been challenging. Well, I, I love that you started this company. I loved your story. And I also think that it's allowing you to highlight a lot of people that have kids with disabilities, the kids have abilities but they may just not be as the same ability as an able-bodied person. You might have mm-hmm. to work harder for their talents. And I do a lot of works with Arcs Value Village, and they work on helping people with disabilities find their path, you know, whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. And I just really was touched by your story. I think it's a cool story, and I love smoked anything. So <laughs> I'm really glad to talk to you guys today. For a holiday, what are you going to be selling online that people can buy? Well, the reason we sell them in the grinders is because it's a bigger salt and so that works well. But a lot of people want the different varieties and maybe they have their own grinder or just are going to buy one of our grinders. Mm-hmm. We're going to sell all the different varieties of salt in smaller bags mm-hmm. and make different variety packs as well as offer, mm-hmm. uh, offer just different gift packs and gift sets. So that should be coming soon that we'll have that up on the website where we have all the different things that we'll have available. Mm-hmm. So instead of like a four ounce bag that is say six ninety nine, we would offer multiple, maybe two ounce bags. Yeah. Uh, and, and so people could try different flavors and, uh, you know, just kind of have fun with it. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be very customizable, but yeah. is that a word? Customizable? Yeah. But, we uh, kind of got the idea for the two ounce bags, the Semper Fi fund reached out to us about a month and a half ago, maybe two months ago. Mm-hmm. 
about sponsoring uh, or, or helping with their with one of their donor dinners. And they had to go virtual on their donor dinners. So they asked if we would participate. My dad's a former Marine. So I'm like, of course. And so we sent them 500 two-ounce bags of garlic smoked salt. And when he says we, he means me. Yeah, I was teaching <laughs> what I was going on. <laughs> and so that kind of gave us a, a little bit of the idea about this two-ounce bag is just perfect. It's more than what you think it is. It will it'll fill up almost three-fourths of a grinder. But yeah, and that's where we were like, that would kind of gave us an idea of we could do different different varieties and combinations we have the upcs available so yeah i love that and also like if you go to a market in the let's say the farmer's market time that might be something you guys consider down the road mm-hmm. you know people will tend to buy like more trial size yeah, sizes right. so mm-hmm. they can get maybe a couple different versions so that's great so your website is upnorthlonghorn.com i'm just going to write that down to make sure i have that and people can go there and find the salts. I love that you're working too with the kids in high school because you're right. There aren't a lot of opportunities mm-hmm. for real hands-on learning. Mm-hmm. And I did a lot of hands-on learning like that when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And I think it's what got me interested in food, frankly, mm-hmm. was just being exposed to the restaurant business and some other different businesses throughout high school. Right. So I think it's not too young to start trying to figure out what you want to be doing and no question interests and things. So it's been really fun to talk to you guys. Great. Um, you, too. you too. Yeah. And in the next like six months, like, do you have a couple goals that you're thinking about that maybe we can manifest by saying them out loud? Ooh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just want to kind of keep on the trajectory that we're on right now. I, I'm really, really excited about uh, to, to see what the kids at the high school do Yeah, about, about getting our name out there. One of the things that they really want to try to do is to kind of find a, find an influencer. Sure. There you go. <laughs> you have food influencers, people who have broad, broad audiences that can, uh, can help us just get get our name out there a little more. Even though my wife's done great at sales, yeah. we're teachers. Yeah. I mean, and that yep. and that's our skill set. We're teachers, and and I've been lucky enough to develop a, a really strong hobby. But I think that's that's kind of our our six month goal is just continue on the trajectory that we're on. Get our get our name and and get our story out there the right way. Uh, yeah, I will. I'll speak a little bit to that because I do have some experience there, mm-hmm. and people really like influencer marketing because it tends to be pretty inexpensive. Mm -hmm. So what a lot of people do is they'll do their research and they'll find four to six influencers that they want to work with. They'll reach out to them and say, can we send you most people? There's, there's two levels. There's the pay to play where you pay someone. And when you pay someone as an influencer, you can control more of the message you mm-hmm. can spend more time with them. If it's just free product, then you're saying, hey, we'll send you this product. If you like it, perhaps you could mention, here's our hashtags, here's what we say about ourselves. And it, people can have success either way, particularly mm-hmm. if the products are good and people like them. I will say sometimes people send us products as an influencer and then you don't love it. And they're mm-hmm. like, well, you haven't mentioned my product. You haven't mentioned my product. And I usually will just at some point say, I'm sorry, I didn't love it. And mm-hmm. I don't want to tell my followers about something I really didn't love. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that makes and, sense. And sometimes I like something, but it's not the best. I just kind of mm-hmm. like it. And so I'll say that too. So you got to kind of be prepared. 
And maybe mm-hmm. if like, sometimes people will send me something and I was like, oh, I didn't really love it, but I might love it if it was this way or so mm-hmm. you can get feedback from people too. That's nice. The influencer market's interesting because it, it, it can really work, but you do have to find the right people that mm-hmm. have enough influence. Just because you have a lot of followers doesn't mean people will do what you say, mm-hmm. right? So it's finding the people that have enough followers it, it might not be 10,000, it might be 2,500, but in your mm-hmm. arena, they're really influential. It might be mommy bloggers. Like there's a lot of different types of people to go after in that sphere. But I do think for the investment, you know, figure out how much it costs you to send out an influencer packet mm-hmm. with product. And that just becomes part of your marketing expense. And I don't know if people know, but you can usually write that off as a marketing expense. Mm-hmm. Okay. So keep track and also keep a good spreadsheet. Who did you send to? When did you send it? When was the last time you followed up with them? Because as an influencer, it's so hard. People reach out to me on Instagram, Facebook, email, messenger. Like sometimes I Twitter, I forget where these people even came from. Mm-hmm. So having just good, solid spreadsheet and mm-hmm. follow up. And that might be something the kids can help you with too. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. Creating, you know, what is that spreadsheet and who are they finding? And mm-hmm. just so that you are really being intentional about who you work with. Right. Appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. So, Sending my daughter to Minnetonka high school with our cute little shirts on. I, I was trying to do that, <laughs> but then all this school won't happen. So <laughs> yeah, anyway, exactly. Allison, do your friends want salt for their birthday? That's not working either. So I wonder too, if there might not be an opportunity for you guys, like there's some Minnesota companies like you betcha Bach, Minnie and Paul, like local Minnesota companies that package and, and sell maker goods. So Mm -hmm. that might be someone to reach out to. Well, and we are, we just are a member of that. It used to be Minnesotans unite. And now it changed to a different word that I can't, I don't know how to pronounce it. But she's been good about trying to get us with other companies that maybe yeah. could do some sort of boxes or things like that. Yeah. So um, that's a good idea. That's we'll keep looking into that too. So yes, just trying right. to figure out different ways to make the company grow. That's yeah. kind yeah. of what we're doing. Yeah. I mean, the great the great thing about it is we're not we're not paying the bills with this. This has sure, got a completely sure. different purpose, uh, and it is about opportunity for for Austin and kids like that. So so long as there's a reason for us to continue to exist and, and kind of gradually grow, then mm-hmm. that, that's what it's about for us. Well, I'm looking forward to helping you do that. If I can, I'll follow up with you guys with a couple of ideas that I have for you of leads. Lowry Hill meets is one of them that came okay, to mind. Yep. Also Von Hansen's has a number mm-hmm. of stores, so that might be a good fit. Thanks for being on the program today. Thank you. Thank you. We, were, we appreciate Appreciate it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I look forward to talking to you. I look forward to meeting you and helping tell your story. Um, we will get your podcast launched next week. Awesome. Look forward okay, to it. Appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, bye.